So this is definitely an early 2000s film. There's a degree of like the way that it's shot, the way that it's edited primarily that has a kind of like, I mean, it's not, uh, what's the right word? Like, it's not jarring. It's not um, confusing. But there's a stylistic choice of like the fading shots, the juxtaposing shots, like showing scenes that are happening with other people while like, for example, you're you're following Daniel Craig's uh, narration of his own life and yet it's also kind of showing the counterpoint of like dumb flash geese or idiot gangsters etc yeah, um, yeah yeah to me like the shots with like they're fucking on without skipping ahead in the plot like a scene kind of gliding into the next where like it focuses on an object and then that then immediately transitions to another like another yeah, scene yeah, with yeah. other characters stuff like that to me that's the only thing that made it seem really dated mm. other than that that and of course a version of london that's not falling apart you know that's true and and also uh, even sort of 2004 probably like kind of you're getting to the point where it's like high watermark of uh quality of life in britain maybe like it's that kind of era well much like love actually you see them building uh what is it uh, 33 saint mary axe the the gherkin mm. it's under construction in some of the like yeah, yeah, the yeah. The, the like uh, setting shots that take place, establishing shots of London. So maybe that implies that by building the gherkin, they incurred God's wrath, mm. that it was too erotic of a building. And as a result, <laughs> Britain had to be punished. Yeah, it was a very erotic building. You can't have something that phallic in the city of London. Come on. <laughs> when they had the don't ask, don't tell policy in the banks. <laughs> exactly. You have to build weird, you have to build more heterosexual buildings like the walkie-talkie building that melts cars. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what could be what could be more heterosexual than melting a car? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. No. It's very it's very two thousand and four in a lot of ways. I think it's kind of yeah. It's like it's aged, but in like a cool way. Yeah, in, in a very like, cool way. Yeah. I I want you know the the Audi RS six two thousand and four wagon like that they're driving around in. It's sick. The the bright yellow Range Rover, but like the the last, it must have been. Well, I think they brought in the new shape. Range Rovers in maybe like oh three, so they would have been around then. But like that, the 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 the, the Duke and so on is still driving around in the bright yellow nineties look Range Rover. Hilariously, my friend, the one who got the phone call for me because they messed up the one digit. His mom was English and uh, very English, like moved to America as an adult, and she had like a red Range Rover of that style. You just jogged my memory. I'm like, where have I seen that? I was like, oh yeah, I got driven back from swim practice by Sebastian's mom, who was just British to no end. English, I think she was from Liverpool to no end, uh, fucking in one of those cars. Like, yeah, they were cool. The new ones just, I have a negative association with because it's always like guys screaming at me when I'm on my bike fucking driving those things. Yeah, I think like, yeah, design wise, uh, Range Rover, Mercedes and BMW most notably like peaked in the 90s. Like they had the real like iconic, um, like the fucking, the, bo- the boxy Mercedes coupes and the boxy Range Rovers. And it's a great also like, era. I will also say the, the Audi TT was a very cool car when it first came out. When it mm. first came out, it it wasn't. We didn't know that it was going to be doomed to be the car that you drive if you all you do is get cheated on and vote Tory. But <laughs> it's like when they built the twin towers, they did. They they, they said these will be iconic. Now mm. they didn't know why. Yeah, they just yeah. knew. Unfortunately, if Mohammed Adder had had an Audi TT. I mean, <laughs> exactly. what an era we could be living in. Exactly. Or if maybe he did, and that's why it put him down the wrong path. If he had just driven a Fiat 500, then maybe he wouldn't have gotten delusions of grandeur. Exactly. He could have gone to brunch instead of paradise, you know? <laughs> is there a difference? Much to think about. <laughs> paradise, in a way, is the bottomless brunt. Um, so should we, uh, should we do like a plot. plotted, yeah, plotted I'll, summary? I'll so say a plot I've, summary I've, I've okay, pulled yeah. it up here. Oh, fuck me. It's a long one. 
Um, so our unnamed protagonist, played by Daniel Craig. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to say it the English way. I realize that in America we'd say Daniel Craig, and that drives British people nuts the way that we say that name. It sounds Craig. it sounds even weirder when it's the surname. I think when you when you're just calling a guy Craig, I think we've heard that enough. But then when you're calling calling him Daniel Craig just feels really wrong. It really, to me, when I have to say it the way that you guys say it, mm. I'm reminded of Tony Soprano's sister being like, your leg? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what happened <laughs> to your leg. I don't know what happened to your leg. <laughs> yeah, so Daniel Craig. That's one of the things I'm always quoting at people who haven't seen The Sopranos. <laughs> 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 like, one, I'm like, I don't know what happened to your leg. D- 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 uh, Daniel Craig, Daniel Leg's character mm, yeah. uh, is explaining that it's bad to be a loudmouth idiot in the drugs mm. trade yeah. and that he makes money quietly with people he trusts and that he is very successful and he's kind of explaining his lot in life. He gets coke, they cut it mildly, they, 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 they turn two kilos into three, as he said. Don't take the piss. They don't take the piss. They have. He's got his assistant, Clarky, who's got a chemical engineering degree from Cambridge, played by... Um, Incredibly twinky Tom Hardy. Exactly, yeah. Uh, as, as, as our... Pre-bulk-up pre Tom Hardy. Yeah, as Tom said when we were talking about it earlier, that it's basically, this is exactly the era when he would have been taking like the thought MySpace photos of him in like whitey tighties and stuff. Uh, real heads know. Real oh, heads know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> real fans of cranking hog will know. <laughs> he so basically he sells coke. He's a distributor or rather he is he is a middleman and he gets it from his supplier. The supplier has uh, two like head lieutenant goons who are his security guys. One of them is a black guy named Morty who did 10 years. So he knows apparently that if you fuck around you can go to prison. Yeah, and he's he's the guy who was later involved in the Gibbo group chat, of course. Exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, and then there's the sort of lieutenant that is the guy that the, the the head dude that he deals with for the actual boss that he buys cocaine from, uh, played by Colm Meany. Um, that is Gene Irish. He's supposed to be an Irish guy, isn't it? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I Colm Meany is always playing Irish gangsters. Yeah. and or playing. You could definitely uh, say he was Irish based on the performance, I think. Oh, uh, was it uh, Chief O'Brien in Star Trek? All oh, right, okay, um, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, I mean, Colomini, a very Irish man, so yes, it, it, makes, it makes in sense. In Gangs yeah. of London, he is also an Irish guy who's a gangster, so he's, just, yeah. he's, got, he's like a, he's Irish Bob Hoskins in a way. Yeah, 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 that's right. And um, so basically he has been asked when, making, when making a payout uh, to join, um, to go meet his employer for lunch. Mm. And there's a little bit of alarm because it's sort of like, is something wrong? And it's like, no, maybe it's just for a job well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- this is when we meet one of the film's first real guys. Yes. Jimmy, Jimmy Price. <laughs> Who, um, oh, fuck. What it, he's, uh, Jimmy, the Jimmy Price actor, whose name I always forget, is in, is in so many things. Oh, that's it. He's in, he's in fucking Rome. He's in HBO's Rome. Aha, uh-huh, okay. As um, uh, Pompey. And it's so weird when I was suddenly, because I was watching HBO Rome and I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. And then suddenly in my head it went, fucking good gear and all. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's Jimmy Price. <laughs> so he's a Cockney villain, basically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, but he is like a moron. That's the big thing yeah, with Jimmy Price. But he's done well in the crime world and he's meeting him at the Stoke Club, which mm. I don't know where this is, but it's... Uh, yeah, Stoke uh, Stoke Park. It's like, it's, it's like in Surrey, I think. 
There's um, definitely a Surrey country club vibe. It's either west or southwest of London, yeah. It's out that way, yeah. And, uh, and basically, he's told that he's got a, a mission. He's being asked to do some business and also a special mission. The special mission is to find the daughter of a friend of his who's uh, on drugs and has run off with someone she met. They absconded from, um, from rehab. And he has to find her. With a crackhead called Kinky. Yeah, I mean, some of the lines are just, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't imitate there's them. Some, there's some really, some really perfect sound. Sometimes some are asked to do something above and beyond the call of duty. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Craig really doesn't want to take on this. Uh, not at all. Daniel, Daniel Craig is not, he's not happy about this job. No, he, 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 would, he would prefer to just be uh, in his room with Twink Tom Holland, or uh, Tom Hardy, rather. Twink Tom Holland is a different Twink. Twink Tom Hardy making money. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his whole and his whole suspicion, which is sort of eventually proved correct, ultimately, is that he's like, you know, like a hundred guys who could go and find a guy, and like I'm I'm the guy who does the cocaine. Like I don't. Why are you asking me? You've got you know so many dudes who would do this cheaper. Like what is this? Yeah. Basically, the Trash Future Podcast Limited equivalent of this is you need a computer built and some network cable installed, and so you ask Riley to do it. <laughs> the expenses alone would crush us well you know you can't it's actually it's been proven that you cannot successfully terminate a cat 6a cable without a fancy dinner it's just how network engineering works so basically he takes this job and he goes to some guys he knows who are he meets them in a club where they're uh they're they're you know impressing some american girls by pretending to be posh they're just geezer mm. gangster guys yeah 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 and um, tells them what they need to do and uh, to go off and fucking find them. However, intercut with this is a, the flip side to his, you know, low profile, keep your mouth shut, do your, be good at your job and be discreet criminal affect, which is some geezers in Amsterdam doing crime shit. So what we understand watching them fuck around slowly is revealed to us. Yeah, we sort of go from like uh, Guy Ritchie style gangsters like Jimmy Price, and then we and then we're moving down the rung to like what I would call like the hard guy in EastEnders level of gangster, which is sort of the guys we're dealing with now. Yeah, flash chains, complete morons, can't read yeah. a map, get lost in the Netherlands. Genu- My uncle the Duke. <laughs> yeah. So basically, a guy in a tracksuit who goes by the Duke mm. is uh the Duke is. We think he's doing a, Duke boys. doing a drug deal, and then we come to discover, as the film reveals it to us, that they went to the Netherlands to rob a place, like a, a, a factory run by a Dutch guy who's also Serb- Serbian, but he's got a Dutch accent, um, who- You ever heard of Srebrenica? Fuck. <laughs> 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 God damn. I wouldn't fuck with me. Yeah, I'm Serbian Dutch. <laughs> you heard of Pennsylvania Dutch? That's not the same thing. <laughs> let's just let's just say they've been bringing Serbian guys to the Netherlands for quite a while. <laughs> Some come more consensually than others. 